Hey, it's Bilal Vakani at BilalV87 on Twitter and Instagram. And it appears too much of Raw skipped the UK trip. No Brock Lesnar, no Paul Heyman, no Rey Mysterio, no Dio Madden, no Natalia. And we only got about two people between the NXT and SmackDown rosters. And no, I'm not counting NXT UK as part of NXT. We also had two uneventful title matches. But the Raw Survivor Series team built some chemistry. Well, the men did. I, mean, I don't know who's on the women's team yet. And there was a little bit of an NXT UK invasion. But let's get right to it. You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Ricochet, who my autocorrect has corrected to Rick Pusey, which is a nice name, was talking to Randy Orton backstage only to turn his head and see Humberto Carrillo having a ridiculously close conversation with the OC in terms of proximity. The OC, totally ignoring Randy Orton, basically said they would love to have a two-on-one handicap match against Humberto and Ricochet. At which point Randy Orton showed up, uh, walking a whole one foot over, because I don't think he left, and said, ah, it wouldn't be too hard to find a partner. Now, I thought, okay, maybe Orton's turning face, but it became evident throughout the night that Orton was playing with this notion quite a bit. Ricochet tried to talk to Orton, tried to talk to Orton uh, before the match. And by the way, that's not me missaying something. That's me mistyping something. Orton said that if Ricochet wasn't going to trust him, you know, he, he was going to get in his head. And that was the last thing Ricochet needed. So we kind of moved on. And we finally got the match. And Ricochet had a ton of smoke in his entrance. Like a crazy... I think it was a mistake. And we had this team together. Orton, Ricochet, and Berto Carrillo taking on the OC. And there's some funny moments where Ricochet got into it with Randy. And we had Humberto sort of playing Peacemaker, which I thought was adorable. But eventually what happened was Randy was legal... And it looked like, it looked like he was going to RKO Ricochet out of nowhere, but he turned his sights to AJ Styles, hit the RKO, and didn't take the pin. He tagged him, tagged in Humberto and let him hit a moonsault on AJ and get the victory. Uh, and a very selfless move by Orton. Although after the match, as he sort of stared off with Ricochet, he told him that he could do anything anytime he wants, and he kind of faked like he was going to RKO him again. And we were reminded that Ricochet and Orton are Survivor Series teammates along with Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, and Kevin Owens, Seth and KO who worked together late in the, later in the night. Drew McIntyre really wasn't a part of any of this, but he's at least on the team, which is more than I can say about the SmackDown women's team on Raw. We know on SmackDown, sorry, on the Survivor Series women's team, excuse me, and Charlotte, who will indefinitely captain that team, wasn't quite ready to take on that responsibility because she had a title shot with Natalia against the women's tag team champions. Now, unfortunately, Natalia had some personal issues. She wasn't there. So Becky Lynch slotted in, so they probably weren't going to win the titles. And sure enough, they lost. No deal Madden on commentary. It was pointed out that he was still basically selling the Lesnar attack. Becky cut a great promo before this match to the Manchester UK crowd. Although it was weird that she talked more about all these prospective number one contenders who we don't know who they are really aside from maybe charlotte maybe natalia 
I don't know, Asuka might get a shot. But it was very generic, and then she finally got into Shayna, Bailey, and, of course, the Kabuki Warriors. And this was a little annoying, because this was the opening match. And what we got was 12 minutes of Becky's promo and entrances, and they went to commercial. We had the match, and then Shayna Baszler showed up, and just as Shayna showed up, they went to commercial again. And initially, Baszler wasn't much of a distraction, but she got in the apron, and it was at that point, Bailey ripped her off it. And that was apparently enough of a distraction for Becky to get rolled up, and that was the end of that. The Kabuki Warriors held on to the title, titles. And then Becky started to trash talk Shayna as she was leaving, and it opened up a shot for Bailey to sneak attack her. Where Charlotte was at this point, I guess she just left because she doesn't care. And, you know, sort of similar to what happened with Bailey being attacked by Shayna last week, but still pretty good. We also had Seth Rollins, who is indeed the captain of the men's Survivor Series team. Again, we don't know who the captain or any of the members of the Raw women's team are. But anyways, Seth wanted uh, one of the UK's best to challenge him, which was a pretty good idea, to be honest. And he got Walter, of course, accompanied by Imperium. He cut a promo, and they had a match. Then ended in a day Q when the other members of Imperium got involved to save Walter. But the Street Profits came out to make the save, along with Kevin Owens. He got a big pop here, and this turned into a four-on-four match. Of course, Raw won. And Montez Ford shaking the ropes like a madman as Seth Rollins' music played was, was pretty great. I kind of just want Montez Ford to be on this team now, but I'm sure, hopefully, there'll be a tag team crazy Survivor Series match, although nothing has happened yet. We also had Cedric Alexander taking on Andrade. Selena Vega got involved. I don't think she had to hit a Hurricane Rana. So on a lesser level, she was able to help Andrade. And this is probably what you want to see. Andrade's moving up. And because WWE is not good at subtlety, they went directly from Selena Vega helping Andrade win to Selena Vega's husband, Aleister Black, who has no connection with her on the main roster or NXT. And he was in his room. Obviously upset that he doesn't get to hang out with his wife and mentioned some secrets, which maybe is connected to Selena. Who knows? It's very vague and was waiting for somebody still to knock on his door because that is the promo that never ends. And that was it. Nothing really there. Uh, speaking of nothing there, Lana came out to talk to the crowd for way too long. The amount of flub she had here, I just, I can't even be bothered to tell you. Go check it out on YouTube if you want to laugh. So she said she cheated on Rusev after he had cheated on her. And then seven weeks ago, she had sex with Bobby Lashley. But nine weeks ago, she found out she was pregnant. There was also some long drawn out thing about her falling down last week and being embarrassed on national television. Blah, 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 blah. Way, way too much from Lana. Let's hope we never hear her talk this much ever again on television, unless it's Total Divas, in which case hopefully other people will cut her off. Anyways... Rusev came out, Lana just started slapping him, and then Bobby Lashley came out, Rana, Lana then put on some sort of sleeper lock, Lashley took over from here, he beat down Rusev, and then of course Lana went up the ramp, she's like, oh, I can't believe he thought I was pregnant, that's okay Lana, I never believed it, and then she made out with Lashley, you know, we're, we're probably near the end of this rivalry, and I don't even think it's going to have a great payoff, but whatever. The Viking Raiders took on Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster, more of that UK invasion. And I guess it was just cheaper to use these guys and fly in the actual NXT superstars. 
We got a cool video package, though, from Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews. It didn't help that Jerry the King Lawler thought that Flash Morgan Webster was Flash. The Flash, or Flash Gordon. I don't know what the stupid joke was. It's kind of funny, but it kind of undermined the whole thing. This, of course, was a pretty good match. The Raiders looked super pumped for this match when they were backstage. But, of course, they went over. They got the win. And that's fine. You know, it's a good idea. Creative. Worked for me. We also had Sin Cara taking on Drew McIntyre. And, obviously, Sin Cara lost, uh, you know... Carolina's not even with him anymore. She's gone back down to NXT. So that shows you how invested they are in Sin Cara, which is not at all. And finally, we had kind of a combination of two things that were related in a really weird way. Eric Rowan cut a promo where it looked like he was talking through a cage, but it became evident he was talking to some sort of pet. Then during the 24-7 championship match, which was scheduled so R-Truth could take on both Singh brothers to further confuse himself, it somehow ended up backstage. I don't think the match ever had a conclusion. And Rowan destroyed, I think, the Singh brothers and R-Truth left. Later, Rowan had a match with a jobber where he brought out some very big enclosure for whatever his pet was. And he beat the jobber. Not really a lot to talk about there. But it could be good. Could be a snake. Could be a parrot. I, could be a duck. I have no idea. But that was raw. Not great. I'm going to be honest, not great. I didn't like it, you know. I can't even tell you how the 24-7 title match ended. I'm not even sure. The women's tag team match was sort of doomed from the start. And, you know, this NXT invasion really feels like cost-cutting. This NXT UK invasion. Like, I'm okay with the two spots we had. But you have AJ Styles, who's going to be in this match with Roderick Strong and Shinsuke Nakamura, wouldn't it have been too much to have Shinsuke with Sami Zayn, maybe with Cesaro, or Roderick Strong in the Undisputed Era, get involved, maybe cut a promo, something? Because you look at the Baszler rivalry with, uh, uh, I almost said Asuka, with Becky Lynch and Bailey, and it's right up here at the top, and then the Intercontinental rivalry is right at the bottom, with the tag team one between the brands where the New Day just won the tag team titles last time out on SmackDown. And then I'm not even sure where we are in terms of the Raw and SmackDown teams. Is NXT part of those 5-on-5 five five matches? Who is on the Raw women's team? Who is on the SmackDown men's team? Just a little too all over the place. But hopefully we get more answers as we get closer to Survivor Series. As always, you can tweet me at BilalV87 on Twitter. I'll be back on Wednesday to rip the tar off AEW and enjoy SmackDown on Friday. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.